Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 62. It is Monday, February 10th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and evolution is inevitable. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. Uh, we have a lot of news, but I'm going to skim a lot of it, so just to kind of make you aware of what's going on. First up, um, <clears throat> this is a, a side effect. I, I didn't really want to talk a lot about coronavirus on this podcast, and I have mentioned a few times that there was a lot of phishing scams for coronavirus, but here's another side effect, I guess you could say, of coronavirus, probably not the best choice of words, but in China, they're now everybody has to wear a face mask so to help, um, I guess, curb the effects of of the coronavirus spreading further. And the problem is, with, the problem with that is now they're unable to use facial recognition where they use it for ATMs, they use it for um, um, mobile phones, they use it for security entrance into um, into buildings and so forth. And they're not able to do that now because you can't take the mask off while you're out in public. Um, so something to think about as, uh, this thing has not slowed down at all and we may see more of the face masks becoming necessary across the world. Uh, on the BBC, Apple fined for slowing down old iPhones, something that a lot of people had suspected for a long time. Well, Apple has been fined for it. Um, Apple has been fined 25 million euros, which is roughly $27 million for deliberately slowing down older iPhone models without making it clear to consumers. The fine was imposed by Francis Competition and fraud watchdog DGCRF, which said consumers were not warned. In 2017, Apple confirmed that it did slow down some iPhones, but said it only did so to prolong the life of the devices. So now you know. I, hopefully they'll stop doing that. I would imagine they'll stop doing that now. Um, <clears throat> North Miami hit with a ransomware attack late last week. And as soon as we get through these pop-ups, I'll tell you some of the details. There's not a lot of details here. This was remorted, This was reported on um, CB, CBS news site in Miami. City of North Miami announced Friday that it had been am- impacted by ransomware Here's a statement released by the city on the attack. On Tuesday, the North Miami Beach, so this is Tuesday, almost a week ago now, Miami Beach Police Department determined that it was impacted by ransomware. The department immediately contacted the Federal Bureau of Investigation, U.S. Secret Service, and the Miami-Dade Police Department, and an investigation is ongoing. The most important thing is to know, the most important thing to know is that there has been no interruption in public safety. Services in the city of North Miami Beach, our police department continues to conduct all operations to keep our residents and streets safe, and citizen calls for assistance will continue to be responded to promptly. At this time, it appears that no other department or city service has been affected. Ransomware was discovered by information technology personnel within the police department who immediately took appropriate steps to shut down computer systems and draw on the expertise of the FBI, Secret Service. We continue to work closely with these federal partners as well as the county police department and a third-party forensic investigator to determine the extent and objectives of the attack and how best to address it. The city of North Miami Beach's investigation will include an analysis to determine whether any residents, employees, or vendors' personal information may have been subject to unauthorized access or acquisition. 
Um, it doesn't say in this article, and this is a few days old now, so there's there might be an update somewhere, but it doesn't say what ransomware or the impact it actually had or the request for ransom was. Um, so we'll update as as we become aware of more details. Cyware, real quick, don't fall for a PayPal SMS scam that steals your personal details. Scammers were found to have registered two websites that look similar to the original PayPal site. And the targeted users are sent a message that contains links to one of those websites. So, again, PayPal is not going to proactively send you a text message telling you to log in for whatever reason. Um, they will... Um, alerts you when you try to log in that something is wrong. If you're not sure, just type in the address manually, P-A-Y-P-A-L.com. On ThreatPost, Google Chrome to bar HTTP file downloads. Downloads of files like images may be banned if they use HTTP connections, even if they are available from an HTTPS website. So if your website has mixed content and you are including uh, HTTP downloads, um, it may be banned, and that's supposed to start with Chrome 82, which is supposed to be released in April. Chrome was updated last week to Chrome 80, so if you have not done so, make sure you update to the newest version of Chrome 80. And then it does list some other changes that are going to come with Google Chrome in later versions. Um, so if you want to check that out, that's on ThreatPost. Also on ThreatPost, MageCart Gang attacks Olympic ticket reseller and survival food website. A recent slew of skimming attacks have been linked back to Magecart Group 12. A fac faction of the Magecart threat group, Magecart Group 12, has been linked to a recent digital card skimmer, skimmer attack bent on stealing payment data from a slew of websites, including ones selling anything from Olympic tickets to emergency preparation kits. Uh, so if you are purchasing those things, be weary because um, those websites have been skimmed. I would assume these sites were compromised by a skimmer using the domain opendoorcdn.com for data exfiltration, said Jordan Herman, Herman, threat researcher for Risk IQ. In a Friday analysis, research by Risk IQ turned up several other compromised sites, some ranked within the Alexa top 200,000. So if you don't know what that means, Alexa, um, which isn't as widely used as it used to be, and it's not the Alexa from Amazon, this is the one that ranks websites around the world just says this is number one this is number 100 this is number one million and so forth um top 200,000 is considered the the top sites in the in the world um so something to think about while you're out buying stuff related to the olympics on um, bleeping computer emotet hacks nearby wi-fi networks to spread to victims so emotet evolves again it recently spotted emotet trojan sample features a wi-fi worm module that allows the malware to spread to new victims connected to nearby insecure wireless networks, according to researchers at Binary Defense. The newly discovered Emotet strain starts the spreading process by using WLANAPI.dll calls to discover wireless networks around an already infected Wi-Fi-enabled computer and attempting to brute force its way in if they are, pa are password-protected. Once it successfully connects the compromised device to another wireless network, the worm will start finding other Windows devices with non-hidden shares. So we always tell you, if you don't use public Wi-Fi. We don't even tell you to turn off um, public sharing on your computer. We tell you don't use public Wi-Fi. Use your hotspot. 
Um, almost everybody has a hotspot with them. You may not realize it, but almost everybody has a hotspot with them now. And uh, that's on your smartphone. So use a hotspot. If you don't have one, get one. And this is a perfect example of why. Bleeping computer lock my PC used by tech support scammers. Dev offers free recovery. So tech support scammers are using a free free utility called lock my PC to lock users out of their PCs unless they pay the requested support fees. For years, telephone scammers pretending to be from Microsoft, Google, and other companies have been convincing people to let them access their computer to fix a detected issue. And I have never received that call. I, I actually get those calls all the time and like toying with them, but um, it, Microsoft and Google and other companies, for that matter, are not going to call you and say, hey, there's something wrong with your computer. Let me fix it. Once the scammers gain access to the computer, though, they would use the Windows SysKey program to lock the user out of Windows with a password unless they paid for a support call. With the release of Windows 10, 1709, otherwise known as the Fall Creators Update, Microsoft removed all support for Siski from the operating system. With Siski no longer being available, tech support schemas have switched to another product called Lock My PC to lock victims out of Windows. When installed, Lock My PC will require a user to enter a password before they can gain access to Windows. When used to lock a PC, users will see an animated lock screen when they start the computer. If they press any button on the keyboard, a pr password prompt dialog would be shown starting the computer has been locked. Unlike SysKey, which encrypts the Windows SAM database and uses input a password to decrypt it, Lock My PC does not encrypt anything and only blocks access to the computer with the password. So Lock My PC dev will offer free recovery keys. If this happens to you, you can uh, reach out to them if you fall victim for this scam. Uh, Windows 7, also on bleeping computer, Windows 7 su users suddenly can't shut down their PCs and how to fix. Um, so if you're still on Windows 7, which you should not be, but if you are, you don't have permission to shut down this computer errors preventing Windows 7 from shutting down or restarting their computers according to users' reports that came in during the last 24 hours. This happened to a couple of our machines today. I looked it up, and it seems that in the past 24 hours, this is becoming widespread. So my guess is Microsoft will yet again update Windows 7 for uh, outside of outside of their process now um and then there's a fix on here if you uh if you do run into this problem it's on bleeping computer it's pretty pretty straightforward it's five steps um so you can go there and shut down your computer as needed and then finally we do have a hipaa breach to report and this one is not the covered entity this time it is business associate so Health Share of Oregon notifies 654,000 members about Business Associates data breach. So we're already probably approaching a million for the year. Well, actually, this happened in 2019. So uh, Oregon's Medicaid-coordinated care organization, Health Share of Oregon, is notifying approximately 654,000 current and former members that some of their protected health information was stored on a laptop computer stolen from its transportation vendor, GridWorks. Now, here's where... If if this laptop was encrypted, we're not even reading this right now because if your if your device is encrypted, you don't have to report. My my problem with this is it was late 2019. It was stolen in November of 2019. Why do we still have unencrypted laptops out there in late 2019? Gridworks was con contacted to manage Health Share's Ride to Care program through which HealthShare provided non-emergent transportation for its members. HealthShare's policies require business associates 
to use encryption on all portable devices containing patient information, but for some reason, but for reasons unknown, the Gridworks laptop was not encrypted. PHI stored on the laptop computer included names, addresses, contact, phone numbers, birth dates, health share ID numbers, Medicaid numbers, and social security numbers. The laptop was stolen in a burglary at Gridworks office in November of 2019. Gridworks notified HealthShare about the laptop theft on January 2nd, 2020. HealthShare started sending notification letters on February 5th to all individuals who PHI was stored on a laptop. Affected individuals have been offered one year of complimentary credit monitoring and identity theft protection for services. HealthShare conducts security audits of its vendors and last audited Gridworks in March of 2019. In response to the breach, HealthShare will expand its vendor security audit program and steps have been taken to ensure only the minimum amount of patient information is transmitted to its vendors. Training policies have also been enhanced. In October 2019, HealthShare announced that a nonprofit health plan Care Oregon would be taking over the administration of its Ride to Care program. Gridworks had failed to pay several transportation companies that provided transport under the Ride to Care program. The company went into receivership in December 2019 and will cease operations once the administration of the Ride to Care program has been fully transferred to Care Oregon. Um, so interesting that there's, there, the company appears to have been failing anyway. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, I, I don't know what will happen here because if Gridworks is gone, who does who does the OCR go after at that point? Do they go after Health Share of Oregon because um, it wasn't technically their fault? They were technically doing what they were supposed to be doing. Gridworks took too long to report to Health Share, which is uh, a little bit concerning because, as a result, Health Share technically was outside of of HIPAA breach notification rules. Um, but again, not their fault. So what I was, what I would, what will probably happen here is, since HealthShed did does seem to be on top of their game when it comes to HIPAA, OCR will probably just say, "Here's the, uh, here's some technical support. Here's what you need to do. Make sure this doesn't happen again." Um, but 654,000 people may have had their records compromised. That is going to do it for the Monday edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. Until tomorrow, stay secure.